everyone. Welcome to the Daily Word. I'm really glad that you've joined me. And for our Daily Word today, we're going into the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 45. I want to share with you a portion of it, beginning in verse 9. And then let's, uh, let's talk just for a few minutes today about our, our temptation um, to, at times in our lives, say to God, um, God, you're doing it wrong you would hear the word of the Lord. What sorrow awaits those who argue with their creator? Does a clay pot argue with its maker? Does the clay dispute the one who shapes it, saying, stop, you're doing it wrong? Does the pot exclaim, how clumsy can you be? Well, friends, it's, uh, it's difficult to pin down exactly the, the time frame and, and context of I, Isaiah uh, 45, but certainly it is prior to 539 BC when uh, when the Persians conquer, take over the Babylonian Empire, uh, take over Babylon, and uh, King Cyrus, as he takes over rule um, uh, of of Babylon, he actually enables, he allows the Israelites to return. Uh, to Israel. Now, if you'll remember, Israel had been divided. Unfortunately, there was a, a time when the kingdom divided. There was the northern kingdom that uh, uh, was known as Israel, and there's the southern kingdom known as Judah, and both had suffered greatly. The Assyrians were a great world power and had, had caused great uh, damage. They, they had continually plundered Israel and finally conquered Israel. And then uh, Babylon, the Babylonians ultimately conquer Judah. They are uh, both exiled after Israel falls to Assyria, after, Babylon, uh, Ju after Judah falls to uh, Babylon, they're both exiled. Uh, Judah, the people of Judah are taken off, uh, many of them, perhaps most of them, to, uh, to Babylon. And here, God is telling them in advance, and we're, we're seeing that in several places where God says specifically, I'm, I'm telling you this in advance so that you'll know that I, I am God. And he's, he tells them in advance, even specifically the name of the ruler that he's going uh, to use. Cyrus, this pagan king, this Gentile, is going to be God's agent of liberation. He will free the people from their exile and allow them to return to Israel, to the, the promised land. Now, through all of this, one of the things that the Lord deals with through Isaiah in this passage, in this chapter, is through all of this, one of the questions that they are asking is a question that, of course, we, uh, we ask at times as well, and that is, uh, that is why. Why had God brought judgment upon them? Why had God allowed these things to happen? Why would God use someone like, like Cyrus? Why would God not instead raise up a, a Jewish ruler who would be restored to the throne uh, of Israel? It's, friends, we all know, difficult to understand uh, why it is that certain things happen. We know that God is sovereign, that He is in ultimate control of everything. 
We know that God is not the author of evil. We know that God loves us. We know that God is good. And yet, we struggle, don't we, at times to understand the working out of God's sovereignty, what that looks like. What is it? What are the things that God has, has directed uh, by His sovereignty? Has He done directly according to His sovereign plan? What is God allowed for human beings to choose and to act out by free will. Even this, of course, is His will because He wills to give us the freedom to operate to a certain extent and within certain boundaries. And what is it that He's allowed to happen according to the brokenness of God's good creation? What we might call uh, natural evil what has God allowed and, and why? What, what things have we brought on ourselves as a, as a natural consequence of our sins? Well, I, I find, friends, that there are some principles that, that are helpful. We find them here in our Scripture. I'd like to just point those out to you, and, and I, I hope and pray that these are helpful to you as we dig into God's Scripture here. Uh, one of those is that there is sorrow in telling God that He is doing it wrong. That is to mistrust God. We read in the Scripture here that truly God works in mysterious ways. Verse 15, Truly, O God of Israel, our Savior, You work in mysterious ways. There is sorrow for the one who in anger and disrespect who rages at God and says, God, you're doing it wrong. Why would you do this? How clumsy can you be, as the Scripture says? We find here also that it is understanding that His purposes are good. As we look at this, uh, does a, a clay pot argue with its maker? God is, in fact, doing something good. He is building something. He is making something out of our lives. As a matter of fact, as we, as we read forward into the New Testament, we read in the book of Ephesians that we're actually God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works prepared in advance for us to do. God is making something good out of our lives in Christ Jesus. And in fact, as we read in Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, He is working all things together for our good, for the good of those who love Him and are called according to His purpose. And then finally, to acknowledge that the reason that Christ came is that things are broken. This world is broken by sin. We are broken by sin. We are held captive by sin and death and the fear of death. We need freedom, and He has come to give us that freedom, to restore us to God, to give us hope and a future. He will, He promises, come again, and He will make all things new. So the work of redemption that has begun in the lives of believers, that work of restoration will be extended to all of God's good creation. His kingdom will come in its fullness. In Verse 23, we read, I have sworn by my own name, 
I have spoken the truth, and I will never go back on my word. Every knee will bend to me, and every tongue will declare allegiance to me. And of course, we read this in Philippians 2, almost word for word, but of course, applied to fulfilled in Jesus Christ, that there is a day coming, the day of His return, when every knee will bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And on that day, all evil, sadness, mourning, death, sickness, all of it will be, will be made right. Even the last great enemy of death will be destroyed, the Scripture tells us. And so, friends, let us not rage against God. When we get angry about things that happen, certainly God can stand our anger. But let us honor the Lord, trust Him, love Him as He first loved us, even when we don't understand. Continue to trust and have faith in Him. Let us trust that His purposes in our lives are good, even if we don't know how all things are working together, how the Lord is working this out, how this is all by His plan. We trust that, in fact, He is good and He loves us and He is bringing our lives and, in fact, the whole world to a good end in Jesus Christ our Lord. And thanks be to God for that. Amen. Amen. And friends, until we have a chance to speak again, I pray that God would bless you and that He would keep you.